I was getting certain attitudes from weightlifters about being a powerlifter. And I was also getting the same back from the powerlifters because I was going into weightlifting. So I, I felt like this very like <laughs> misfit toy type situation where I was like, damn, nobody, <laughs> nobody likes this. Welcome to the Barbend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to weightlifter and powerlifter Ashley Svenbai. After discovering strength training, Ashley trained as a powerlifter for a number of years before making the switch to weightlifting. What she learned about the two strengths communities, especially as a cross-sport athlete, provides some interesting context on the similarities and differences between the two. Are strength athletes more or less accepting of iron athletes across different sports? We chat on the group dynamics there, along with much, much more. Also, I want to take a second to say we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barbend podcast in your app of choice. I'd also recommend subscribing to the Barbend newsletter to stay up to date on all things strength. Just go to barbend.com slash newsletter to start becoming the smartest person in your gym today. Now let's get to it. Ashley, thanks for taking the time to join us today. I know you're you're back to training at Providence Barbell Club, but you were one of the most prolific posters of at-home, as you called them, trash can workouts <laughs> that I had seen online. Did you come out of quarantine having lost much strength? Not really. I like, so after a while, obviously, as things uh, went along with COVID and stuff, I realized the gym was going to close. Like it, it was going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. So I woke up one morning and it happened. I remember like, <laughs> it was weird. It was like my brain like wanted to break, but it was like, no, no, it's fine. And it was like dark. And I was just doing like some weird, horrible body weight workout, watching like anime in the dark. And that's like when it all started. So I think I came out pretty good actually, for the most part. And I'm not super crazy, at least I think. Well, I, I think we all lost a, a little bit of sanity and I think some people <laughs> lost strength, but it's good to see you didn't lose too much of that. What's the kind of stuff you were like, what's the kind of stuff you were prioritizing at home or what were you working on at home? Um, I was doing a ton of body weight work. Um, I have like, I don't even know how to, I guess, dabbled. I've dabbled, if you will, um, in multiple strength sports over the years. So I tried to like Frankenstein together all of like the things that I used to do or have done before that didn't really involve any weight. Um, and then like we had like the island of misfit toys of like stuff to use in the house too. So after that, I kind of just tried to combine it all together. So it was like a lot of like squats and lunges and like really basic stuff, but just like focusing on doing it correctly in like a billion times. And, um, not for nothing, but the, the RP, whoever made that program is a wonderful monster. Cause I was like running that every day. I had like a six day a week workout on that thing. 
and it was crushing me. And I was like, wow, this is kind of sad. Like (laughs) I've been doing this like heavy weight, always loaded under pressure workouts for so many years. And I'm like dying doing like a hundred air squats. So it was eye opening. It's amazing how many athletes I've talked to uh, during and like coming out of quarantine who, when I asked them like, oh, have you just done a hundred bodyweight squats? You know, these are people who squat like six or 700 pounds, some of them. And they're like, yeah, I did a hundred bodyweight squats and like, I can't walk the next day. Yeah, it's horrible. At one point, I think I was up to like 400 and I was like, no, no, I have to go back down. This is stupid. And it was like, it was getting crazy. But like, you always want to like, keep progressing no matter what it is if you're used to being a competitive athlete so then you get into this like weird little mindset i had this like box jail workout going pretty far like i kept i kept the workouts actually i'm still doing the bodyweight workouts at home as accessory work i think a lot of weightlifters and powerlifters are going to come out of this period with like such better body composition because yeah. they've been doing hypertrophy work <laughs> I have better mobility right now and I'm not even entirely sure why. And that's great. It's like your joints. I saw so many memes that were like heading into quarantine. Like that, that guy who's like poking from around the tree, rubbing his hands together. (laughs) Like he sees something delicious and it's like my joints when they realize they're going to have a month off from heavyweights. (laughs) That's yeah. I was like, is this what it feels like to rest? This is crazy. So a little bit of background backing up in a big way. You said you dabbled in a number of strength sports. I think maybe we need a better word because I'd say you've done a bit more than dabbled. I'd say been competitive at pretty high levels in multiple strength sports is more accurate, <laughs> but sure, dabbled works. But what, when did you first find strength training and you know and strength sports and what is kind of your evolution in that then? Oh, that's great like, answer, great answer. A lot, oh, it's so much. Okay. <laughs> it was all like a really, really super awesome accident actually um when i was like i don't even know what to call it i'm gonna say tween when i got to my tweens um i was in my super awkward what am i doing phase and i was also like very heavy for my body um I don't think it got like super serious, but I would like to say it was like at least a solid 20 to 30 pounds that I didn't need to have on me. And, um, I just like, didn't know what to do. I had no education at all on nutrition or like exercise that, you know, the friggin' pyramid I was looking at when I was a kid, the main food group was bread and cereal. Thank you. Yeah. You have to have, you have to have 12 servings of bread a day, Ashley, then, don't you, you know, know? Light on the ice cream. It's only on the top of the pyramid, guys. So be careful when you eat it every day. Cool, thanks. So, like, I wasn't doing great, um, <laughs> but I, like, had no idea what to do. Um, and then um, that, like, spiraled into very, like, deep nerd cycle where I went um, – very far down back into like video games I used to play when I was like really young and then like newer things coming out for my age. And then I was like, uh, watching a lot of anime. I like had this little 
I don't know, this goblin phase with myself. And then it just didn't really go away. And then I went to my first anime convention and I bawled my little eyes out because I cosplayed as somebody and I like couldn't get over the fact that I was heavy and I didn't know how to change it. And that's how I first started like exercising because my brain broke. But like I really started because of anime, if we think about it. Um, just going to throw that out there. And then after that, I only was like running and doing like a bodybuilding diet. I was doing some stuff um, with my father who completely changed everything. Like he taught me how to eat correctly. Um, and, but he would give me cardio workouts cause he was a martial artist. So he only knew like very high intensity training with pretty much just body weight all the time. So it was like a ton of running and like some like combat stuff. And then like, um, lots of stretching and sprints, like lots of sprints, not very far, but a lot of them. And I did that for a long time and then I plateaued. And then I met somebody through that, like another friend who like was obsessed with CrossFit and they dragged me to a YMCA and randomly taught me some powerlifting moves. And I like (laughs) was horrified of going into gyms, did not want to go, had zero interest in learning and never wanted to go back again. I was literally going so he would shut up and I like fell in love with it. It was only squat, bench, dips and like deadlifts. And I like lost my mind. And then from there, I got here. So you were you were heavy into – how long were you training in, in powerlifting primarily? Because right now, I think you're better known as a, a weightlifter. But how long were you were, – yeah. how long were you a powerlifter? And there was a lot of – I could have made a joke. I was really I'm trying not to make too many powerlifting jokes. How long were you a powerlifter, Ashley? Uh, I think like three years, three or four years because I started – I remember I started learning like when it was becoming 2014, I was like on the brink of the year changing and like, okay, I'm going to try this thing. And then like four months in, I started competing because I was like, nope, I'm in. I love it. I'm ready. I decided that I love it. Um, So wait, you you went from like terrified of stepping foot in a gym to competing and powerlifting in four months. Yes, because that powerlifting... These like the community I met in that gym and that sport, that combination of those two things cured like 90% of my social anxiety. <laughs> I, it's very good for your mental health. I don't know what to say. Um, and I really enjoyed competing. It was fun. People weren't rude. They were supportive. It was like, you are doing this for you. It's nobody else. We're all here together doing the same thing and we're enjoying it. And I loved that. And we were all getting stronger, but like at the same time, it had helped me like as a human. So I was like, okay, I'm not leaving, but what else is there? So eventually I started going into other sports. Um, and I love all of them. I do, but white weightlifting so hard, man. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Let's, back up. Let's, let, let's keep talking about powerlifting for a second here, just for a quick second. So what, 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 what weight class did you start competing in and how did your, like, what were some of the numbers you hit when you were a powerlifter? Cause I know you better as a weightlifter, but I am kind of curious to learn a little bit more about your powerlifting days. That's fine. We'll go there. I can go there. Um, I started as like a 63 and if we get like super, super 
first one ever, I think I was actually weighted in pounds because it was like a rando whoever was local federation were having a powerlifting meet in our gym in Connecticut. Uh, the XYZ, the XYZ PCDB yeah. federation yeah, or let's whatever. Go, let's go have a party. And yeah. So, um, I went to one of those. So I think I was like one, <laughs> God, I was either like one thirty five or like near one forty. I was like in the realm of there. And I think, I did like my squat was like 275 and I don't even remember. I don't know what my bench was. Um, and I think I remember enjoying my deadlift. I was either near or at 300 pounds, but I was very happy. Um, and that was my very, very first meet. And it was, I don't know. It was, it took like all day because everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong, but everyone was like so nice and brought like food and there's like music and you're in a gym. So you're like, it's whatever. And it was just fun. Uh, but I think I can't remember if there was an in-between weight class, but I eventually ended up at like 57 kilos as a power lifter competitively. Um, and I don't know. I think at my best meet, I think I hit like, oh, the conversion hurts. Maybe like low 140s for a squat because I like completely tore down and redid my squat. We're in uh, kilograms, by the way, for those for those who are listening. We're con- we're. <laughs> We're converting so, back to kilograms. Math hurts. Um, and then bench, I was like on the cusp of 200 pounds. So that's like high 90s in kilos. Okay, if we get a comparison. Um, but my bench was always not great. And then my deadlift was not good, but very heavy. Um, I hit... 190 but I don't think I hit it at the place where it mattered I think my shoulders were like stuck because I was in this like extravagant McDonald's arch spinal uh trap I had made for myself by not learning how to deadlift properly and just like going for it everybody do it right don't do it bad (laughs) don't 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 deadlift over 400 <laughs> pounds when your spine looks like the golden arches. Don't um, okay. Do it. So that's powerlifting. What made you want to get into weightlifting? Uh, it was because, you're, like, because weightlifting is hard, by the way. Is. Okay. So uh, when I first went, okay, the first gym I went to that I like started and everything was this YMCA and I saw it. I saw it in the same gym. It was some kid. He was there and he was like snatching. I had no idea what he was doing, but I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And so my friend and I are talking to him about it and he was like, Oh, I learned at blah, blah gym. So we find that gym. Cause at this point we're like, okay, what else is there? And we saw it in CrossFit this one time. So what is it? Cause now these are the only tools we have because I'm old. I'm 30. Okay. Um, this was a while ago, like six years ago. You can't call 30 old. I'm also 30. This is not, I refuse to, I refuse, I refuse to be, for it to be implied that I'm old on my own podcast. In crisp, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, but <laughs> where was I going with this? I don't. I'm not even sure. Finding finding weightlifting. What made you want to start this oh. sport? That that looks cool, but is objectively very difficult. Yes. Okay. So the the I guess the winner here was that this person was going to also sign up with me if I tried it. Cause normally I had like crazy, I still had this anxiety thing and like how they showed how they teach you, you would have to go on like a platform and people are like looking at the platform. And I was like, Oh God, I don't know if I can do that. But since others were going with me, I ended up joining and it was actually awesome. The people were awesome, but I wasn't, um, I didn't know at the time, but like my mobility was like, absolute trash. So people were like straight up being like, yeah, you probably can't do this. So I'd like try it for like maybe a month or so and then like stop and like completely focus on powerlifting. And then I'd like do it again for like a month or two and then completely focus on powerlifting. Cause I just like, couldn't actually do it. I was doing like shortcut versions of the movement and like, regardless of whether or not they may be getting heavier, they weren't correct. And it was like aggravating me because the whole reason I liked it was because I thought it was beautiful so I was like, I'm not going to do this ugly, disgusting thing, <laughs> like call it that because it's not that I can't do this. So eventually I found more educated people to teach me over the years. And a lot of my time was spent just stretching. Like, I think I spent like two years just stretching because I couldn't, I couldn't even break parallel in an overhead position. It like was not going to happen. You could, you could try and like push me down, but I would not go. And like my left ankle is a trash can and I also not sure why, but there's like scar tissue and all sorts of crap in there. And it always pivoted to the left and I wouldn't be able to break parallel, um, which is why I had a lot of squat issues when I first started lifting. Um, and I had to do a lot of work on that as well, but it was all just tissue work and mobility stuff. Like just things you would never think of very simple things that you can do every day for like a couple minutes and now you won't be broken. So I now do those things every day. And I'm very like those, I prioritize those things because I want to move better. But because I took the time to do that, I actually got to focus on weightlifting. So that's why I've taken all this time to like specifically focus on weightlifting. Cause I feel like I kind of did everything I wanted to with powerlifting. Cause I was just trying to hit numbers and have fun and compete and you know, do the thing with the stuff when I did and it was fun. And then like, now what, now what do I do? So this has been really challenging for me and it's kind of cool that I can like, I don't know. I'm on like the edge to see like <laughs> how the competitions are. Cause I'm not very good, but I'm like at an intermediate level, I would say. So I'm, I'm like, far enough that I, if I go to compete, it's really great to see because I can see people that are like insane. I see these crazy athletes show up and they do like, it's mind blowing what these people throw over their heads or how people move. Everybody has like a slightly different style. They do it a slightly different way. Some people are super fast. Some people are like super limber. It's crazy. It's just like, I don't know. I really enjoy just watching weightlifting. I, I think that everyone, everyone who's tried weightlifting for any period of time has a moment when they see, like the first time you see footage of yourself attempting a snatch or a clean and jerk, and you have that realization like, oh my God, what hideous creature am I? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> 
Because because you see weightlifting, you know, when you, I I got into weightlifting in the early days of YouTube. So like ah. I got to I got to watch like I remember one of the first videos I watched was of Chad Vaughn clean and jerking, which is just <laughs> like an amazing thing to watch. And I it, I get to work a lot with Chad Vaughn these days, so I get to like I have to try not to fanboy with this guy who's like a colleague and doing color commentary. But like he just moves beautifully you know what i mean like you can tell this is a guy who just every movement he does is just like precise and calculated and he has excellent mobility which he works on a lot and then i saw a video of myself (laughs) attempting what could be called a clean and jerk this is like in the early days of smartphones so it's like a you know zero megapixel grainy video and i I was just yep and i was just like (laughs) what is what am i doing what am i doing here what am i doing with what what am i doing with my life Um, so all that to say, that's a very universal, that's a very universal feeling that I think a lot of people feel. And I think it's, I don't want to say it's unique to weightlifting because I'm sure people feel this in other sports, but you see weightlifting at a high level. It's like ballet meets gymnastics. It's something beautiful with a barbell and it's so fast. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's very difficult to, it's, it takes so many years and so much work, a lot of natural ability to get to that, like high level where your movement looks like what a textbook snatch or clean and jerk is. Yeah. Um, it actually becomes purposeful. You spend all this time, like, what am I doing? And then so, eventually little things start clicking. It's so technical. You don't even, you don't even think about how technical it is. So you actually just a couple years go by and you're like, Oh my God, two inches. <laughs> what? <laughs> And you wake up, you wake up too. Like sometimes I remember waking up in the middle of the night and being like, wait a minute, that's the first pull or like something clicks. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you're like pulling in your sleep. It's you're horrible. Like, you're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's, that's lockout. Oh, okay. <laughs> so enough about, enough about just like talking up weightlifting. Cause this is, this is a, a podcast for all strength sports and strength training. I'm curious if you noticed any major differences between the powerlifting community and the weightlifting community when you switched over. Um, at first, yeah, it was actually kind of weird. Um, I was almost a little upset by it. Um, because I had, I had become a part of this community because it was so welcoming and during like a crossover, um, it's not super friendly. <laughs> I was getting why, like, why is that? Is that because you were coming from powerlifting? I think so. So like, I was getting like, I was getting certain attitudes from weightlifters about being a powerlifter, and I was also getting the same back from the powerlifters because I was going into weightlifting. So I, I felt like this very like <laughs> misfit toy type situation where I was like, damn, nobody, <laughs> nobody likes this. Everybody hates me right now. This sucks, but I want to learn it. So oops. So it was just like, not the best at first, but I think that's just because, um, I'm not entirely sure, but I think a lot of the time people in general, it doesn't matter like what you're coming from, but I think just people, they don't take into full consideration what it means to like learn how to weightlift, especially competitively. And there are so many more technical aspects of it that go into dynamic movements than you would find in something like powerlifting. So 
I can see like maybe a resentment thinking I can just learn or something. But other than that, like, I don't really understand what's wrong with wanting to learn something that's challenging for me. Um, but I, I can't really find any other, I don't know, reasoning behind. It almost felt like a clickiness, um, but it goes away. It's really weird. Like, I don't like those things um, at all. I was like the, the dork in high school that would like eat by myself because I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to like be at a table with people. Like I was like a goblin person for a while. Um, so whenever I see like any type of social clicking starting, I'm like, Oh no, please, please. I need to remain an adult. I don't want to participate in this. I don't want to participate. Um, my my mental image of powerlifters being clicky is that there is that like a few powerlifters are going to take their mountainous piles of post training food and go eat them separately from everyone else. <laughs> like do whatever you want, but don't be mad at people when they try other things. What what are there any strength sports that you could see yourself wanting to and to use your quote dabble in in the future that you haven't tried already? So. There's this, I don't even know how to explain it. I forget what it's called. Wait for it. It's not a long word and I should remember it, but I'm a jerk. Is it masa? Moss wrestling? Thank you. Um, Yeah. Where you're like, you're pulling on, you have the stick and you're pulling against someone and your feet are on a board. Yes. I met a wonderful Norwegian man at a powerlifting meet one day who explained it, like the outline of the point of the sport and allowed me to try it with one of his athletes. And it was like, (laughs) it was so hard. And I think it felt like it was like an hour and it was maybe, maybe like a minute of my life. And I was like, Oh man, I need to do that again. And I've never found it. So that's something I would really like to do. You're on the right, you're on the right podcast. We've had Moss wrestlers on this (laughs) podcast before. Like, how do I, I, I know a lot of Moss wrestlers. Tom Stroke is a friend of mine. He's a weightlif- weightlifter, powerlifter, weightlifting coach. You've probably like seen him at weightlifting competitions, and he's one of the best Moss wrestlers in the United States. He trains oh, out of Chicago. Oh God. <laughs> That's crazy. He has, a, he has a great story about going to the world championships in Siberia where it was 50 degrees below yeah. zero. And this is on like an early episode of the Barbin podcast. And they were so afraid. He was like, he's this big guy. He's from Chicago. He's like, I'm going to show them I can handle the cold. And his guide that met them at the airport in like, I think it was Novosa Beersk or somewhere in Siberia was like, no, 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 no. You, you, you have to wear more clothes or you will die. (laughs) Like on the walk from the plane to the terminal. Oh, that's insane. Um, so a lot of great Moss wrestling stories, and I think the World Championships are still in Siberia, like in the dead of winter. So it's very um, – it's for hardy people. Let's put it that way. But if you want, I can connect you with Tom. He might be able to give you some pointers on getting into Moss wrestling. Yes, please. That sounds wonderful. Um, okay, anything else? Moss wrestling, that's a great answer, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't know. I like – part of me – wants to go back into like a martial art, but I have like facial piercings. So I would never be able to like do anything 
real and that bum. Maybe when I get over them, maybe when I'm over it, I'll do that. Is that a way, by the way, this is maybe a personal question, but like facial piercings and tattoos, are those great excuses to like not do things? Like someone challenges you to a fight and you're like, I would, I would, (laughs) I would, but you know, I got my piercings and I don't want things to get, you know, it's just like, I can't, I can't fight you because of this, you know, you get it. No, you just take a, you can put like a bandaid. If you have like a microdermal in your face, you can put a bandaid over that. But if you do like circle bandaid, then normie bandaids, um, you can just take gauges out and you can usually flip a septum ring up into your nose, but it's like so many things to do just to like go back in that. I'm not sure if I want to, I have to see like how badly I would want to do that basically. And I want to the, uh, I want to give the intro, like reintroduction of weightlifting at least the equivalent amount of time as I have been quarantined to see how my, I don't know, my progress comes back in terms of speed. And then depending on that, I may or may not dabble in that. <laughs> so one thing I never thought I'd learn on the Barbed podcast was how to deal with the septum piercing if you're going into a combat sport. But Shut up. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. We're good to go. Um, the thing I need to – the thing I want to ask about is uh, – that I want to make sure I ask before the end of the podcast. There's a viral video of you arm wrestling in Las Vegas, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. And this video has been shared, like you've shared it, but it's also been just like ripped and shared by all these like different Instagram accounts and not given credit. And I think it is, you'll have to explain the situation. I think it's you arm wrestling a magician in Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it is. Um, and, and this video has been seen millions of times. Yeah. How, how did, how, how did that happen? Yeah, now we can, yeah, let's go. Um, so wh- whatever year that was, a couple of years ago, went to one of the AO series in Vegas. Um, and it was fairly recent because they had the, um, HyperX arena in the Luxor, uh, which is a awesome gaming place. If anybody is in Las Vegas, go into the Luxor and go play video games. They have old and new video games and bars and food and it's lovely. But, um, yeah. So I went there to do the AO, but then afterwards, you know, you're just in Las Vegas and I used to live there too. So like, I know some people, I want to like eat stuff. I want to hang out a little bit. I haven't been there since I used to be there. So I went to like planet Hollywood with a couple of my friends and we just, (laughs) I was done lifting. So I like got accidental drunk at this Mexican place because they did like house margaritas that were like gigantic because of Vegas and also, after a, a weightlifting competition, it takes like yeah, you like you just it, and you're like, I'm done, it's over. You need to smell alcohol, and you're basically drunk because <laughs> yeah. you've been like cutting weight and exerting yourself. <laughs> but I got like I got like all this food, but it didn't it didn't even matter. So we were like, okay, whatever, we'll just drink this. And then, literally, it was going to happen across the way from this place is a magic like store. So we're like, okay, we'll go inside, sure. And we're looking at stuff. And there's two guys in there and they're super, super nice, but they're like, Hey, like you guys look kind of jacked. What are you doing here? And they thought there was like a bodybuilding show. Cause that's usually what people think of when they think of like anything. They're like, Oh, it's bodybuilding. So we were like, Oh no. Like, so we were trying to like explain, <laughs> we were trying to briefly explain what happened. So we were like, Oh no, it was like a, like a lifting event here but I'm done now. 
So we're just hanging out. And they were like, oh, cool. And they were actually super, 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 super into arm wrestling. And I was like, no way. Because I also met people in Vegas that were competitive arm wrestlers. And I had never heard of it before until I went there. And I was like, oh, man, this is super real. And it's like crazy. So they started talking all about it. They're like getting super amped. They're telling me about all these like bodybuilders that went into it and like other athletes that just got like crazy at arm wrestling. And they were these huge fans. And then the guy's like, will you arm wrestle me? And I was like, fuck it. (laughs) Sure. Um, And it was, the whole thing was ridiculous. Like we're, we're on a glass table. I think we used like a mouse pad to lean on. Um, And then my friend was filming it, um, which I later found out, which everybody later found out. Um, But it was horrible because we started and like, he was so strong. He was so strong and my arm was shaking. And I was like, I'm going to lose. 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 And all of a sudden his arm just gave. And I was like, did you just let me win? And he was like, I have no endurance. And then we just started laughing at each other. And I was like, okay, sure, man. And then he started telling me about more arm wrestlers. And then he did a bunch of magic tricks for us. And then we were like, okay, peace. And we left. And then later I looked at my phone and everybody like lost their minds for no reason. That's a great viral video story. That is, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And also Las Vegas is such a good, pl- I think Las Vegas is a great place for strength athletes. I might get in trouble for saying this. Oh, so great. Because it's all these little niche communities, right? These weird little communities. And they all care about fitness so hard, so hard. And it's awesome. It's like living in a video game. <laughs> it's so crazy. Ashley, where is the best place for people to keep up to date with, uh, with what you're doing and your training and whatever strength sport you're doing at the time? Because it could be different. Oh, uh, there, there's, uh, I guess there's two ways. There's um, Instagram, which is like my personal account. And it's my full name, but with uh, two letters in front of it. So it's Smashly Spend By. Um, and then the other thing would be my uh, nerdy little uh, anime slash strength podcast I have with my friend Nick. Um, I don't know. What, I guess it would be the Instagram as well or the YouTube to get in touch with either of us for like updates on training. Cause we've been doing a lot of like anime stuff. Um, <laughs> if that tickles your fancy, please do come by. It's called weebs and weights with um, an ampersand in the middle or an N it is not. And there was a whole thing with blizzard. There was a situation. There is no longer a situation, but yes, either some Ashley spend by or weebs and weights. <laughs> Excellent. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate your time. Thank you.